It is Wednesday, November 18th, 2020, and you are tuned into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Today, we've got the full rundown on what happened with the USAC National Midgets last night at Bakersfield, including last lap drama for the championship. We also take a look at the World of Outlaws late model season by the numbers. But first, this episode is brought to you by Blood Lubricants. Blood carries a high-performance line of synthetic racing oils, and they've got you covered for all sorts of dirt racing applications, engine oils, gear oils, suspension fluid, cleaning products, you name it, they've got it. For those racers that are looking to start putting their 2021 schedules together and are looking for partners, check out Blood's Racer Support Program. They offer discounts on products plus free swag, and they support hundreds of racers across many divisions throughout the country. They're currently accepting applications for the 2021 season right now, so if you'd like to jump in on that, do that soon. To check out the support program, find out more information or to buy, visit bloodlubricants.com. That's B-L-U-D lubricants.com. If you'd like to receive 25% off most products, use code DIRT at checkout. That's D IRT, all caps, at checkout. It was important last night last night for the USAC National Midgets at Bakersfield Speedway. With Merced this weekend only paying show-up points, last night's racing would effectively decide the 2020 Series champion. Entering the night, Chris Windham had an 11-point lead on Tyler Courtney and 32 points on third place Tanner Thorson. We talked yesterday on the show about the points breakdown with USAC paying points through the night. At feature time, Courtney had gained a point on Windham in heat races with neither driver scoring qualifying points. Tanner Thorson had made up seven to be 25 points back. Chase Johnson led the field to green from the pole with Kyle Larson to his outside. Courtney started third, Thorson sixth, and Wyndham way back in 20th. Wyndham needed to finish within three positions of Courtney to lock up the title. The first few laps, the lead swapped back and forth between Larson and Johnson several times before Larson was able to take control. Later, though, a caution with 12 to go for Dazen Persley flipped over, tightened the field back up. Larson was still out front as the leader. Uh, Buddy Kofoid was second, Chase Johnson third, Tyler Courtney fourth, and Tanner Thorson fifth at that moment. Wyndham had actually only advanced up to 13, so he'd have some work to do over those final laps if he wanted to secure the championship. From that restart on, action up front got serious between Kofoid and Larson with the two trading sliders for the lead over the next several laps. Behind them, Courtney settled into third, and Wyndham was able to crack the top 10. Nearing the finish, Larson slipped up in turn three, and that allowed Kofoid to seize control of the race. He went on to take the win with Larson second, Courtney third, Chase Johnson fourth, and Spencer Baston fifth. It was Kofoid's third win of the year and second in a row. Afterwards, he was really, really pumped up about beating Kyle. Pretty cool for a kid from California to get a win like that. As for the championship battle, in the final laps, Wyndham ended up in a dogfight between Thorson and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. for the sixth spot. On the broadcast, it sounded like Wyndham actually ended up seventh, but the race went checkered, then immediately yellow for Stenhouse spun around in turn four, which was curious to kind of see at the time. Later, we found out that coming to the checker, Wyndham got into the back of Stenhouse, sending him around, and the move secured Wyndham that sixth position. With Courtney finishing third, that sixth spot for Wyndham was big and means now headed to Merced this weekend. He has a one-point lead over Courtney um, and is in position to secure that championship. Wyndham is set to become just the seventh driver to join the Triple Crown Club, winning a Silver Crown National Sprint and National Midget title in his career. Poncho Carter, Tony Stewart, Dave Darlin, J.J. Yale, Jerry Coons Jr. and Tracy Hines are the other drivers to do it. 
definitely not going to pass judgment on Wyndham's decision making in that final corner here. I certainly understand why he did it, uh, not only for a championship, but also for the Triple Crown. But I could also see uh, the other side of it and why folks might not like the move. Uh, he explained after the race that uh, Stenhouse threw a slider at him in one and two, um, and then driving down into turn three, he just got in there really, really hard to try to make a move and got into the back of Stenhouse. So I'll let you decide whether you think that's a good move or not. Uh, either way, he will be your 2020 USAC National Major Champion after the two nights at Merced this weekend. Uh, we'll probably talk about those uh, nights here on Friday, but uh, you can watch those two nights this weekend live on Flow Racing. Today on the show, I wanted to dive into the World of Outlaws late model season by the numbers. Brandon Shepard had another dominating year and ended up winning the title by 282 points over Ricky Weiss. It was Shepard's third World of Outlaws title, second in a row and third in four years. Since joining Mark Richards on the Rocket team in 2017, Shepard has been very, very good. This year, he won 14 of 40 starts, which was 35% of races. 16 different drivers won a race in 2020, with only six having multiple wins. Uh, Brandon Overton had the second most wins with six. Overton's six wins in 16 starts was actually a better win percentage than Shepard at 37.5%. Jimmy Owens, Chris Madden, Kate Dillard, and Ricky Rice Ricky Weiss were the other drivers to win more than uh, one race on the year. Shepard led the most laps this season with 452, which was by far the most in the series. The next closest was Brandon Overton with 216. 29 different drivers led at least one lap this season. Shepard also led the series in most top fives and most top tens. He finished with 31 top fives, which is about 77.5% of races, and 36 top tens, which was 90% of races. Those numbers, even as crazy as they sound, were actually a little off of his pace from 2019. Last year, he had 37 top uh, top fives and 39 top tens in 41 starts. Of drivers with a significant amount of starts with the series, Shepard had the best average finish at 4.225. That was actually a little off his 2019 numbers as well. His average finish a year ago was an insane at 2.92 through those 41 starts. B-Shep also led the full-time contingent with the best average qualifying result at 3.4. Ricky Weiss finished second in the standings, but he had to fight for those finishes all year long. His average feature start was uh, over two positions worse this year than it was last year, but he led the series in feature plus minus at 129 positions gained from the start of features to the end. Those moves he made in features were good enough to see him improve his feature finish from 7.9 to 7.2 in 2020. Crazy to think he started worse in features in 2020, but finished better in features in 2020. Weiss was also the top driver in heat race plus minus gaining 27 spots in those heat races. Looking at the series as a whole, 22 of the 40 winners came from the front row, with both first and second having 11 wins each. That's 55% of winners from the front row starting positions. No winner came from further back than eighth, which happened twice. The fourth starting spot had the next most winners with six. As for heat races, 104 of 170 were won from the pole, which was 61%. Uh, if you add in the front row as a whole, 158 were won total from the front row, with second having 54 winners. So 93% of heat races with the World of Outlaws late model series this year were won from the front row. No heat winner this year came from further back than fourth all season. Somebody to keep an eye on going forward with the series and, and in late model racing in general is Cade Dillard. Dillard made a big leap in his second season on tour, finishing third in the standings behind Shepard and Weiss. Dillard won his first two series races this year and doubled the number of laps he led versus 2019. His average finish was two spots better. His average 
uh, start was nearly three spots better, and his qualifying average improved by nearly two spots. He won 13 heat races this year versus just one in 2019. He also made improvements in feature and heat race plus minus. The World Mile Oslay Model Series has a short offseason with the series returning to action January 14th at Volusia. That means we'll see them back racing in just about nine weeks from today. If you'd like to check out more series results and stats, check them out at dirttracker.com slash analytics. If you're looking for other dirt racing podcasts to listen to this week, Wing Nation had Brian, uh, Brian Carter on their podcast late last week. Open Red has uh, Word of Outlaws Sprinkler Series champion Brad Sweet. Loud Pedal has Carson Macedo. The Dirt Nerds talked to Devin Moran. Ohio Dirt is recapping the 2020 Ohio Dirt Racing season. Passing Points has Josh, Sip, uh, Josh Shipley, and there are new episodes of Midwest Autosports and Forward Bite. Forward Bite is a new addition to the podcast page. It's a dirt racing show hosted by Kyle Armstrong, and it's part of the Speed Sport universe. Other episodes of that show include recent guests Nick Hoffman and Kyle Strickler. To see the full list of shows and episodes, visit dirttracker.com slash podcasts. It's a quiet day on the streaming platforms, only USAC 24-7 going on over at Flow Racing. Things don't get going again until Friday with several shows this weekend. To see the full daily schedule, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for this Wednesday. Hope everybody has a good day. You can find Dirt Tracker Daily on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or where you get podcasts. Please subscribe and leave a review. You can also watch the show every day on YouTube and Facebook. You can email the show at info at dirttracker.com, and you can follow along at facebook.com slash dirttracker, twitter.com slash dirttracker, and the website itself dirttracker.com you can follow me personally on twitter at justin underscore feedler thanks everybody for tuning in we'll see you tomorrow for more dirt tracker daily